Welcome to Crystallizing Conversations. Join your hosts, Jillian Aurelia Green and Iris Unique as we explore the tools, pathways, and possibilities for healing and expansion. Through the warmth of easy conversation, we'll be delving into magic, mental health, and more. This is your time to learn about yourself, each other, and of course, the crystals that support us along the way. This isn't just a podcast, it's a community of your closest spiritual friends. Let's grow together. Welcome, beautiful souls, to Crystal Hello. Conversations. We're so happy you're here. I am so excited for this episode. It's just Iris and I today. And generally, if it's the two of us, we don't have a guest, then it's more of a, a crystal focused podcast versus a crystal supported podcast episode. Uh, and I am looking for it. This is again, this is like another question I get all the time, and I'm sure you do too, Iris. We are going to be focusing on cleansing crystals. There's kind of like a a debate. I don't know if debate might be a little strong of a word, but like there's kind of like two there's different viewpoints about cleansing crystals and how to properly cleanse crystals and, and how whether often. even and how often what's the difference in cleansing and charging? Is it even needed? So this is uh, one of those topics that's actually very important in the crystal community. And so we thought this might be a fun one to really sink our teeth into since it's, since it's just the two of us. And because it's just the two of us, it's a little less formal. I feel like it'll be a little more, uh, we might say things we shouldn't, but it's okay. Uh Oh, (laughs) It's also, can I, friends, can I just say, we're recording this at like 7.30 in the morning, so we might be a little bit loopy. Yeah. I mean, we're both morning people, but I will be honest, I didn't sleep much last night, so let's see what happens. Yeah. It may be a fun one. <laughs> and then I just did a live, it was my first live sale in three months, uh, <gasps> which was so fun. What did, what did you have in your live? What did you feature? Uh, I always like... One of my favorite things is secrets because it's like just crystals I've been hoarding that are so special. So I'll just like bring them out from under the table. <laughs> but my main things on the table, um, I had some Moroccan quartz, Moroccan orange calcite that were terminated, which are just so juicy. Um, what else did I have? Oh, some fluorescent mangano calcite that were bladed because mangano calcite Ooh, from, from Peru. From Peru? Yeah. Oh, yes. Good stuff. Oh, so good. Good stuff. So, it was a lot of fun, but yesterday I had to go out on my nature walk because I literally felt like I was floating. Like my head was just like in the clouds because I'm touching mm. crystals nonstop for three days. So my mm-hmm. energy was just... So yes, I probably will be a little loopy this morning. <laughs> um, speaking of live sales, I actually have one coming up. I know we probably... Like, we don't talk about like what we do, yeah, I think true. enough on this podcast. So because it's the two of us and we don't have a guest. Um, so both Iris and I do live sales. And if you've never participated in one before, they are a lot of fun. I used to do them weekly, but now I've got so many other projects going on that um, I now do them generally once a month. And I think Iris is like, does them when, when I feel inclined, Yeah, like when she's inspired. <laughs> yeah. When she's inspired, when the universe is like, do it. Um, And generally for my live sales, I like to have a theme. So uh, we're recording this, of course, like a little bit ahead of time. So by the time this episode actually airs, I think I would have just done the live sale. Um, But 
technically next week, but by the time you're listening, yesterday, uh, I did a live sale. It's really weird to speak in person. I know. Future and past at the same time. Um, so I am doing a live sale with a abundance and manifestation Ooh. because of like the astrology that's going on right now, right? We have that new moon in Aries that like, what is it? What the black moon, right? The second, the second Aries new moon. That's also an eclipse, um, for like starting projects and like doing shit, right? Like getting things off the ground and then we're moving into Taurus season directly after like the day after. And Taurus has a lot of like, maybe not quite the hustle that Capricorn does, but Taurus like is really financially minded. And so I thought like that manifestation abundance theme would be really fitting for, uh, this, this coming week, this week that if you're listening now, um, but generally I do them on Tuesdays and Wednesdays in the afternoon evenings. And I usually, I think you do this too, right? Like we post what's still available afterwards. Yeah, so if you're listening to this and you're like, Ooh, I'm interested in those crystals. You can go onto either of our pages and check to see like what's in our, what's in our recap or in our stories. Um, yeah, shoot us a DM. claim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoot us a DM, comment, whatever you want to yeah. do. But, um, yeah, we both, we both were talking about like, we've never talked about live sales and maybe we should do that because that's actually like how we each started right. this crystal journey was we were, we were part of like the first wave of live sellers. So, um, it's a lot of fun. There's, you know, it's kind of like the closest thing you can get to shopping in real life because you can ask questions in real time. We talk about them in real time. Um, we usually have multiples so you can like pick the one you like the most. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's for me too. So, I love it because it's getting together with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Like but again, just like when we say the word, all your crystal nerd exactly. friends that you don't know you have right. yet, but they're there just waiting to meet yeah. you. It's so fun and uplifting because just like we say crystal sellers, like we don't like that term. That's how I feel about live sales for me. I'm like, mm, I am offering crystals, but just come hang out. Like even if you're not buying, yeah. you get to absorb the good energy of the crystals. They're fun to look at. And then you get to hang out with you really get to cool, learn fun people that are so uplifting. Yes. So. Exactly. Yeah. So if you haven't participated in one before, I highly, I highly recommend it for either of us. Um, they're, yeah, they're a lot of fun. (laughs) And then before we get started, I wanted, um, Jillian doesn't know this. I like to do like little things that Jillian doesn't know. And then she's like surprised on camera. because that's not like me. I'm not a, what are you doing? But for I'm like, Jillian, guess what? I don't know why. Okay. I'll be honest. I freaking love surprises, but (laughs) But? I am actually very difficult to surprise because I notice a lot of details. Mm. So like I've never been able to have like a surprise, but I think like once I had a friend who was like working with another friend that I didn't know and they planned one together, but I had something, I knew something was going on, but I didn't know anyways, but I always figure it out. So I'm actually, I love, I love being delightful. Yeah. And it's, it's always something that has to do with the podcast, but it's like, Jillian, did you know? Cause she's not on Apple. So like, if I see a new That's review, true. then I'll like, like to little plug that in. But I looked this morning on our stats on where everyone's listening in from in the past 30 days, because obviously Ooh. when we first started, there's this big boom. And then, but anyway, in the past 30 days, the majority of our listeners are here in the States, but second largest, which was a great number, were Canadians. So hi, oh. sweet, fun, happy-go-lucky Canadians. <laughs> After Canada. Hello. 
<laughs> After Canada, we have Australia. Okay. So, like, across the world. Uh, the UK. Mexico. Norway. Ooh. Singapore. Norway. Yeah, Norway. Cool. Singapore. And Sweden. Sweden's still listening. <laughs> Yay. Thanks. So thank thank you, Sweden. And yeah, just so exciting for us to be able to know that people from all over the world are enjoying this. Like that is just so amazing to me and so heartwarming. And whatever country you're in, tell your friends. <laughs> you want to spread the good news. So yeah. Thanks for tuning Aww. in from all over the world. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Next up, the boom. Yeah. <laughs> Mars. No. Um, so, Jillian, I'm curious, what crystal are you working with right now? Oh, gosh. Um, so, I am actually, I'm like, where is it? Oh, it's not here because I've been working in a different room today. So, I'm, I'm currently in my office, but sometimes you just need a little, a little change of pace. So, I've actually been doing a lot of work in the dining room. Um but I have been doing a lot of work. I feel like I'm like, here's this giant announcement. Um, so my book sold. And so, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, it's been kind of like languishing for a little bit, uh, since this past summer. And then I was contacted and, um, the editor was like, by the way, your book sold. Can you finish it within a couple of months? And I was like, Oh God, that's very, (laughs) very soon when typically authors have like six months to write it. So I've been doing a lot, a lot. Oh my gosh. So much writing. Uh, so I've been hard at work with my Venatonite. Venatonite is, which I don't have with me. I'm like bad show and tell. Uh, Venatonite is a really beautiful, like crystalline red, uh, gorgeous crystal from Morocco. I know you were saying you're featuring some, some Moroccan crystals in your live sale and, Venadonite is a sacral chakra stone. So it's really, really fantastic for like doing and especially creative projects, uh, and especially creative projects that like need to be finished. It really helps give you that sustaining energy to like do it, like to start it, to do it and, and to finish it. I know sometimes myself included, it's like Peter, Peter's out, you know, energy. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it kind of lends that fearlessness to just dive in and do, but also, again, gives you that energy to to complete the project, which as a Gemini, I get distracted a lot. So uh, so yeah, I've got my Venatonite in the dining room next to all of my notes. And, um, and Venatonite is so yeah, like with- such a vibrant, because it's like a red, but it's like an orangey red. And yes. And sometimes you get the ones that have the druzy all yeah, over the dolomite and it's oh, so kiss. beautiful. And yeah. So the fact mm-hmm. that it's very like, oof, like that fiery energy, light of fire under mm-hmm. your button, write that book. No. <laughs> I know. I know. Also, I just love saying Venatonite. It oh makes me think gosh. of that Muppet song. Yes, the, I was just going to ask do, you do, that. Do, 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 do. I'm like, Bananonite. how do you do, not do, get do, that song do. in your head while you're trying to write? Venatonite. And now, thanks. You know, you're Continuing welcome. Everyone. On. Now have everyone. that song in yep. in your head. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what What are you working with there? You know what's funny? <laughs> I so when I first got into offering crystals, I ended up getting a moldavite, 
I bought a ring from a crystal, oh. local crystal shop and it gave me a headache and I never wore the ring and I did not like Moldavite. Yes, that can happen. Yes. And then years later, I saw a Moldavite skull for sale for an exorbitant oh. amount. I've seen you show those. <sighs> And I don't, it, this, the skull actually has an enclosed air bubble in the Moldavite. It's like, what? yeah, it's insane. And at the time I still wasn't, I hadn't been drawn to Moldavite. And I remember showing Rob, I'm like, I am so like, I would stay up in the middle of the night, just like looking at photos of it. But I'm like, I'm never going to buy this. It's so expensive. But I showed Rob and he's like, buy it. You deserve it. And I'm like, don't, you're supposed to tell me the opposite. <laughs> So I bought it and then I became addicted to Moldavite for a while. Mm, and then it went mm-hmm. on my shelf. Like I have a ton of it. Haven't touched it. And recently I'm like, give me all the Moldavite. I need it all. So that's mm-hmm. what I've been. I'm wearing a Moldavite necklace right now, which actually <sighs> the chain goes through the Moldavite. It's like a straw. Oh. It's like naturally formed. Wow. This is my Moldavite, like natural worry stone. <sighs> wow. And I printed up something just for those of you who, if you're not familiar, Moldavite is associated mm-hmm. with a third or third eye or heart chakras. It enhances mm-hmm. inner journeys, channeling, dream work, cosmic consciousness, and awareness of interdimensional or extraterrestrial energies, which I love, increasing mm-hmm. our sensitivity to guidance intuition and telepathy and the ability to understand messages sent from higher realms placed on the heart moldavite uncovers the reasons and purpose for why we're here and eases the homesickness for those of us who or whose origin is not on earth so if you listen to our last episode about star seeds i feel like this one's really that sentence in it yeah the homesickness for those of us who whose origin is not earth but do you know where mm-hmm. do you know where I got this lovely information, Jillian? Where? Sagecrystals.com. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Shameless plug. Thanks. I was like, this sounds really familiar. <laughs> so Jillian has an encyclopedia on her website of like all <laughs> crystals. So go to her website when you need like the stone formation. Or stone, sorry, the stone itself description. Yes. And then I go to irises if you're curious about the first. Exactly. Yes. So between our two sites, yeah. you guys are covered. But yeah, I feel like this needs to be a future episode where we like controversial crystals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause Moldavite is, cause technically it's not even a crystal, right. it's, it's a tectite, right. right? So it's like space meteor fusion glass mm-hmm. for lack of a, right? lack of a better like definition. <laughs> um, but I, 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 this is another thing like people ask me, especially when I'm, when I'm in my store, uh, people will come in and they're like, do you have Moldavite? Like, is it true what they say that like, it makes you go crazy? And it's like, no, absolutely not. Um, but what I will say is that if you, if, if you have Moldavite and you've had a negative reaction to it, um, just do like a little bit at a time. Don't just like get a Moldavite and like wear it all day long. And it's the first time you've ever worked with it. Like start small. Get a little teeny like, tiny like you, Moldavite yeah, chip like to start. A, <laughs> right. Or or if it's a bigger piece, that's totally fine. But just like hold it in your hands for five minutes. Like talk to it. Introduce yourself. Do a little bit at a time. Then meditate with it. Like go like gradually. graduate a little. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Move gradually. And what I'll also say is that 
it really can give you, I mean, you're talking about having that floaty feeling at the beginning. It's because you're surrounding yourself by moonlight right now. (laughs) It is very an out-of-body crystal. Again, crystal, crystal used loosely. Uh, And so pairing it with something that's really grounding, like black tourmaline or um, petrified wood, or actually what I really love to pair it with is, is shaman stone, like a shaman stone set, although one will work perfectly, but just hematite, like something that's really, really grounding to keep you anchored while you're using it and kind of creating that tether is going to be really beneficial and make it a little bit less crazy feeling. So but it is a very expansive tectites as all the tectites are. So, but I love that you're using it. So you've been working with your skull again. That's yeah, nice. Pretty much all my Moldavite I've been working with again. So it's fun to take it, take it off the shelf and make mm-hmm. a grid with it and stuff. I actually day. don't have a personal Moldavite. Really? I didn't, I mean, I didn't yeah, have one for a it's, while. Just it's cause... too, it's too, it's too intense for me. Huh. I think I'm too, and not that I've like, I remember when I like read the, you know, when I first was like learning and I was like, oh, this is like very much like a starseed stone. And, and I remember this little part of me, was like, oh, does that mean I'm not a starseed? And like, that's not true. But I like, I've done like past life regression. I've actually like seen, seen lives elsewhere, but I've been on this planet for so long. It's almost, it's just too buzzy Mm. for me. So Unless I'm like really pairing it with shaman stone, it's just it's just too much. It's just too much yeah, for me right okay. now. That's fine. And that's okay. That's okay. There's certain crystals <laughs> that I'm like not into either. And it's just, you mm-hmm. know, you go with what you feel. Yep. So Exactly. All right. We can get into the episode now. We just wanted to have a little yeah. fun beginning chit chat. We warned you. We warned you. We're really yeah. so um, all right, let me cross this up. So we have welcomed you and we have introduced ourselves. Have we? I'm Jillian from Sage Crystal. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm Iris from Iris Unique. Ah. Hang on. We're on, go to Instagram, um, Instagram or our websites, either or. Yes. Um, I have my little like thing that I check off and this is what keeps me sane. <laughs> so, okay. So now we're moving on to the actual topic, which is cleansing crystals to cleanse or not to cleanse. And we are, at least in this beginning part, we're going to be focusing mainly when we say cleansing, we mean energetic cleansing. Although we later on in this episode, we'll be talking about like physically cleaning our stones. But for now, when we're saying cleaning or cleansing, we mean energetically. energetically. Thanks for defining that for everybody. Yes. It's important. So there really is this, um, I don't even know if it's like two sides, but the, people have very strong opinions about cleansing crystals. I mean, the amount of infographics, if you like, you know, hashtag crystals, the amount of infographics on Instagram alone about how to cleanse your crystals is, I mean, in the millions mm-hmm. and everyone has different opinions, right. right? Everyone is like, you need to cleanse like every full moon, you put your crystals out and you cleanse you put them in a wheelbarrow and carry them all out into the, sun, <laughs> the moonlight. Right. Or like once a month, you need to go outside and like put them in the hole in the dirt and then cover it up and then undo like the next day come <laughs> or dig them up fill again. Fill up your and... bathtub with salt and put them all in the salt. Oh my God. <laughs> or put all your crystals in the water. And then people are confused while they're broken or dissolved yeah. the next day. Right. So Iris, I first want to hear your opinion. Cause I know, I think we've talked about this a little bit before and I feel like we're not on opposite sides, but we have differing. different differing. Yeah. We're like a Venn different diagram of opinions on this. Yeah. 
which I think is, which is great. So again, if, as you're listening, what feels right to you, amazing. Don't take like our, um, what we believe to be like always fact, right? right? I mean, granted there is fact in terms of like Moe's hardness and what you shouldn't do, uh, cause you don't want your crystals to break, but these are, I would say like more than opinions, but like, again, always go with your intuition. Exactly. Always. Yes. So Iris, well, how do you feel about it? I do you do you wheel out all of your crystals every oh, month? I, I mean, I know you. <laughs> I honestly don't think I've ever clean energetically cleansed my crystals by moonlight. Mm, mm-hmm. As a crystal seller, that probably sells, sounds really bad. Um, no, but I don't think so. No, I've I've honestly never. Well, first of all. Thousands. I have thou- literally, I, because I, I mean, it would take me yeah. out and I have back pain y'all. Like I can't be carrying these heavy crystals <laughs> in the moonlight. Um, so no, I've never done that, but I do, um, I do incense smoke cleansing, mm. which stay tuned. You guys for this uh, summer episode in August, we have, we don't, yeah. we don't always record super early, but we do have one episode where we'll be talking about smoke cleansing. Um, mm-hmm. but I personally use incense and yes, I do cleanse my crystals. I cleanse, um, all the crystals that I offer before every live sale, just because my viewpoint is they end up and I, f- I feel like you, you'll notice this too. And you, a lot of you probably have of you almost feel the vibe of the person that you purchase the crystals from, you know, you go into, especially at a gem show, you, you kind of feel with your intuition mm. and you can feel mm-hmm. a person's, just like you can yeah. feel a person's vibe. I feel like the same is with a crystal and it's not the crystal. It's they've kind of absorbed the energy of who they're around. So I personally, mm-hmm. um, any crystals that go home, I energetically cleanse, even though I feel like I'm a positive person, nobody's perfect. And it's like, let's just, just in case, you know, so I'll always mm-hmm. cleanse crystals before they go on to you guys. Um, and then personally, periodically when I, when I'm doing the life cells, then I'll just go through and do the incense with my personal crystals too. Cause it's like, well, while I'm at it. It's just, just in case, you know, <laughs> Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. But I definitely don't feel like it's a thing that I have like a ritual of every month or every full moon. It's more just how, again, how I'm feeling energetically. And if I feel they need it, or if it's been a long time, mm-hmm. like crystals that I've had for a while that have been sitting, waiting to be adopted in the website, I'll just go mm-hmm. through and cleanse them all and give them a little love and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how about you? Yeah. You know, I am, I think because, I mean, I, I feel like I am very intuitive person, but I also am very like scientific about, about many things. Like I really want to understand the science before I'm like, all right, I'll go for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of doubts. Um, if you know, human design, I literally, my, my, my head center is undefined, but I have all of the gates defined and two of them are, are in my incarnation cross. So like asking questions and figuring things out and like doubting things is literally part of like my personality definition. Um, I know we're, we're going to have a future episode on human design. I'm very excited for it. So 
For me, I personally am of, of the belief that crystals do not need to be cleansed nearly as often as people make out that they should be cleansed. Right. And the reason for that is if you hearken back to our second episode in Crystals Crystals 101, uh, which if you haven't listened to is a lot of sciencey fun, um, but it actually is pretty, pretty entertaining for as much information as, as we're presenting <laughs> in that episode. But crystals are way more stable than we are, right? That's actually how crystal healing works is crystals, because they have a either single or very simple, if they're a combo of, of different minerals, um, molecular structure, they have one or very few um, molecular dominant oscillatory rates. So while you and I, every single one of our cells is vibrating at a different rate, right? That can create a lot of disorder, Crystals don't have that. They literally are one or if they're a combo of minerals, they're like a few and that's it. So they're really, really stable. So, you know, they don't get affected the way that we do. Like someone says something not nice to me and like, I'm done for the week. Like that's it. I got knocked off. Right. And, and, you know, that's not always the case as I, as I'm getting older and I'm getting more self-aware, you know, maybe that'll last, you know, 10 minutes, maybe an hour. And then I'm like, all right, I'm back to my own rate again. We, we learn how to somatically reset ourselves and crystals don't really need that. Like if you walk by and you're like kind of annoyed, right. Or mad, like the crystal isn't necessarily going to absorb that because it's doing its job, whatever that might be. So I think crystals affect us much more than we, uh, can affect crystals unless we are using our intention, mm-hmm. right? Once we use our intention that like all bets are off. So because they're so stable, I don't think crystals really need to be cleansed. It's not like every month we need to truck them out and cleanse them. Um, so that's where I stand on it. But that being said, I think there are a lot of situations in which it is appropriate to cleanse crystals. And I think what you brought up, Iris, is absolutely, absolutely perfect, right? If it's the first time that you're getting a crystal, I think that's the perfect time to cleanse it because you don't really know where it's been. And I will say, you know, and I'll, I'll t- you know, talk about this a little bit later when we talk about different specifics of, of ways to cleanse, but all of our stones, um, at least, I mean, all the ones that I sell, I reiki before they leave. So all, and I periodically go out to the warehouse and I, I reiki literally every single crystal. So I would say like, if you're getting crystals for me, you don't necessarily need to cleanse them because they've literally been cleansed like on their way out to you. But if you feel like I'm going to, I want to cleanse this, then like, great. But generally I would say when you're getting a new crystal, that is the perfect time to cleanse them because we're, you know, you're starting, you're starting fresh, right? Um, I would also say if you are about to set a new intention for your crystal, whether it's new or whether maybe you were using it for a particular purpose, like let's say I was using, I've got a bunch of tumbles here. I was using a bunch of lapis tumbles for a crystal grid. My crystal grid is done. I have thanked the crystals. I have deconstructed the crystal grid. I've released it right. And now it's like a few weeks later and I want to use my lapis tumbles for something else. I think that is a perfect time to cleanse as well, right? Because we're resetting. We were working in tandem with the stones 
and they had a specific purpose. And so now we're going to just like reset them before we recharge or set our intention. Right. So I think that's another time that you could cleanse. We're just, we're just resetting. It's not like they're dirty, right? They just, they just need to be reset. Um, I would also say another time that is appropriate is if your crystals are around, let's say a very large unaligned energetic output or like outburst, right? So like generally they're more stable, but if you and your partner have like a giant knockdown drag out fight and maybe there's some like cruelty in there, I don't know, right? Humans are humans. Um, that might be a time when you would cleanse the crystals in your space because they, you know, we are very powerful beings and we are projecting that energy out. And so if it is energy that is, you know, destructive or upsetting or angry, all of those are our lower vibrations. It's lower density. And maybe the crystals got a little bit smut, you know, a little bit, a little bit like a little bit shadowed, right? because they do hold our energy. So I think if it's a really big energy output or out, outburst, I think outburst is really the right word. Outburst, I think that that might be a time to cleanse, right? Because you've really been, you've exposed them to maybe something that's not, that's not great. So yeah. And I would again, say we're too, just, we're just resetting. If say you're in, in, in a work environment where you're like, you're the positive mm. one, but everyone you're surrounded with is like, negative Nancy, always complaining, always mm. gossiping. And let's say you have, you have your crystals there for your support, but they're constantly surrounded by that negative energy. Like over time, I would say definitely cleanse yes. those crystals because over time, especially maybe not like one or two little instances, but I think like over time, they're eventually going to get a little bit of that energy absorbed. So yeah. you want to a little, a little, a little smudged with some negative. Yeah. And that makes total sense too. So that's where you really want to use your intention. And if you are someone who really prefers to have like a ritualistic thing, then that's when you'd be like, all right, on the moon, whether it's the new moon or the full moon, whatever it is, like I'm going to do, I'm going to re-cleanse it, mm -hmm. right? Full moon is usually great because it's all about release. So aligning it with that, I think is one of the reasons why people <laughs> pull out their crystals and wheelbarrows. Um, but yeah, that, that like slow, slow tarnishment, shall we say, of energy is another great reason to cleanse them. But again, it doesn't need to be like clockwork unless that feels appropriate to you. Right. It doesn't need to be like every single day. It doesn't necessarily need to be every single month. It's just if you start to feel like, okay, maybe this could, like, maybe we could do a little bit of, of dusting energetically here, mm -hmm. then that's, you know, that makes total sense. And I had a customer who came in and, oh, my, I was, I was like to each their own, but also I was, I was kind of mad. So she came in and she had told me she'd been in another crystal store on the East coast. And that as soon as she was finished with a certain intention, she had to like bury the, like she couldn't reuse the crystal. It was like crystals were one time use. And I remember being like, why don't you just reset it. Like yeah, I, wow. I don't understand. And I, I, I asked, <laughs> well, I, I use my crystal once it, and now. Yeah. But I think that's the thing is if she does that, then she has to go back and buy more. Got it. Okay. From, you know, cause it was, it was a crystal. It was someone who worked in a crystal store who told her this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> really like mad oh, on behalf of her. Yeah. 
<laughs> How deceitful. Um, I know. Oh Which is why but you also, like, the crystals from that person. <laughs> that energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would also say Anyways. too, sometimes if you do, if you are very intuitive or, um, you just feel really easily and you're an empath. Um, mm-hmm. I personally notice when crystals feel dull. Mm. which I think might go along more with the charging. Aspect. Dull is a great, yeah. But, dull is a great term. I think that's better than like tarnish. Yeah. I would say if they like feel dull, 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 cleanse it. Like if it doesn't feel like it has that vibrant energy of when you first got it and you've had it for years or you've had it for months, cleanse it. But I think when we become yeah. so overly like, Oh my gosh, I need to cleanse my crystals. And yet don't stress about it. It's okay. And usually mm-hmm. as long as you're, you know, you get your crystals, Cleanse them when you first get them if they're not from Jillian and I. <laughs> but yeah, just cleanse it when you first get it, and then you're probably good for a while. I would say you're probably yeah. good for a good while. I I would probably yeah. say I cl- cleanse my personal ones mainly because I'm already cleansing the live sale ones or the ones that are from mm-hmm. my website for people, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, well, since I'm doing it. I have my little incense. There's plenty of incense left. Might as well do all mine. But my personal ones, I I very rarely do. So you're good. Yeah. I generally, like I said, I generally, I think, cleanse my crystals. I would say when I'm pulling them out, like if they don't, you know, if they feel dull. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the good word. If they, if they feel a little dull, then it's like, all right, let's, let's do a little cleansing. Yeah. It makes me, it reminds me of my dog, right? When you, when I bathe my dog and afterwards she has the zoomies, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, all right, let's do this. Let's make this crystal good. Let's set this intention. Let's work together. Like they get excited. It gives the crystal (laughs) zoomies. Imagine my dog with the zoomies. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, All right. Okay. So we've we've talked a bit a little bit of our opinions. Yeah. So ways to cleanse and there is a difference between cleansing and charging, which we'll get to after this, but, um, cause I know that's, that's kind of like another confusion sometimes, but ways to specifically cleanse. We've already mentioned a couple, right? You can smoke cleanse, smoke cleanse. You can do through, um, incense like, like Iris has mentioned, I'm, I literally am showing a tell here. Incense. Ooh, here Ooh, I haven't had Nagchampa <laughs> in a while. I know. I had like a happy night. My favorite is so you could do that. Of course, right? Of Ooh, course. Yeah. Ooh, do they grind up the Moldavite? Like, how do they? So, do yeah, it? I guess it's um, Moldavite dust, like, because it's, I, I get oh, most of my from Moldavite. The, from, from the carving and. Yeah. From the carving and then like, you know, just like with other crystals, if they're like in a bag and tumbled, like little chips fall off. Is that safe to breathe? No, I'm like, (laughs) sorry, I don't want to like, I'm just saying it's it's silica. It's like breathing in dust is not. hmm. Well, I know. Well, it's an oil. I need to to go into it more too, because I know they say it's like an oil. So maybe, maybe the oil itself and then they get the oil. Yeah. That's probably actually what it is. Okay. That feels safer. Yeah. I don't think it's actual chunks. Don't grind up. Yeah, please don't. And breathe no, in. Don't do anything. that with any. Please, yeah, friends. please don't. <laughs> um, for smoke cleansing, you can also use whatever plant feels sacred to you or is connected to your heritage, right? So I've got like some Palo Santo here. Um, I also have some like beautifully etched Palo Santo Ooh. from Bractalista. Uh-huh. If you don't follow her, you should. Hey, girlfriend. It's mostly good. <laughs> I know. Um, 
she's on she's on Instagram. She's so sweet. She she lives here by amazing. I saw her people the other day, or not the other day. Um, I I carry a lot of her stuff in my stores. So, anyways, we've got we've got Edge Palo Santo, for instance. If you want to like imbue it with sacred geometry or or even more meaning, right? Um, You can use sage, or you know, just make sure it's it's well sourced and giving back to the indigenous communities. Uh, You can also utilize. whatever plant really resonates with, with your heritage, right? Like some cultures really use rosemary for clearing. Uh, so it really kind of depends on, on what feels right for you, but whatever produces smoke that historically or metaphysically, um, that smoke is used for cleansing can be used to also cleanse crystals, not just your space or your own energy, but crystals themselves. So smoke cleansing is really, is really popular. Um, one of the ways that a lot of people know about cleansing is either earth cleansing or salt cleansing. This, the concept is, is kind of the same for earth cleansing. Either you can take a bowl filled with dirt, uh, and put your crystals in it. Or if you've got a spot outside, you could dig a hole and put your crystals in it. And it's really allowing it to reconnect with its, with its roots, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it. and earthing it right in the same way that like us walking barefoot can really reconnect with those ley lines our crystals do the same they literally grow underground they are earth elemental no matter if they're associated with any other element and that's another really um beautiful way to to cleanse your stones allowing all that density to go back to the ley lines to be recycled um, How long and to kind of start start fresh. People leaving them in the earth when they're earth cleansed. You know, it depends. I think on what your intuition says. There are different uh, opinions. I've there's some people who think 24 hours is kind of like a good standard. I've heard like some people will leave them for a month. I don't think that's necessary. But again, if you feel that's right go for it. But I was yeah, like, I've heard overnight as well. Okay. Yeah. So earth cleansing and you, again, you can like take some earth and put it in a bowl. So you don't actually have to like go outside and dig. Um, salt cleansing works kind of the same way, right? Salt has always been considered purifying in every single culture. Uh, and generally for that one, it's usually in a bowl right? You have fillable with salt. You put your crystals in it or put your crystals on it and the salt innately will purify. It'll pull away whatever density or whatever, um, tarnishment or dullness there might be energetically, uh, and allow your crystals to be purified. So salt cleansing, um, another one that's really popular is water cleansing. We will talk about this in a moment because not all crystals can be water cleansed, but water cleansing, same thing. You can put them in a bowl of water if it is a water safe stone. Um, and again, water ritualistically has always been considered a purification element. So that is another one. We're just harking back to I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of years of, of ritual and tradition here. So water cleansing is another great way to ritually cleanse your stones. Um, any, any you want to bring up that you like to use besides incense? Um, besides incense, I use selenite. I have a big, a large mm. selenite brick, essentially, that I'll just 
Ooh. put crystals on and let them like it. sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, right. Um, if you are new and you don't know what selenite looks like, so this is one form of selenite. So technically this is, this is gypsum from Morocco. A lot of Moroccan stuff today. Um, so selenite does come in a variety of forms. They're all in the gypsum family. This is colloquially known as selenite, although what I'm holding technically is not selenite. It is gypsum. I actually, wait, I have some selenite. Hold on. I have some beautiful golden selenite. This is from Utah. Oh, ho, ho. So this is like actually geologically selenite with those like beautiful, insane blades. Right. So it can come in a lot of different colors as well. So it doesn't always have to be like the white selenite that people typically think right. of. That being said, Moroccan quote unquote selenite is the least expensive and easiest to get. Yeah. So I feel like it's the most that. readily available for sure is the... Yes. yes, 100%. So we've got selenite and selenite, because it is gypsum, it is a salt-based stone. Uh, so selenite is really fantastic for clearing other stones. It's actually one of the only stones that clears other stones, yeah. which is awesome. Um, so ways that you can do that, this is actually still in its, <laughs> in its wrapper, but you can have like a selenite plate. I think on my website, I've got them in sphere, like spheres in, um, in circles and in squares, but selenite plates are great because you can just like literally put the stone on it. Uh, if you are making a crystal grid, this is kind of a great way to like continuously clear is Ooh, setting it, smart idea. like making a little grid or putting a crystal, setting it up initially on selenite already because then it's just constantly, constantly clear. Yeah. Um, what a lot of other people do was they will put it in bowls. This is my little example here. So a selenite bowl right? Cause then again, your tumbles or whatever you decide to put in here is always clearing. So for those of you not seeing, I've got a little selenite bowl with some tumbles in it. So the tumbles are now just constantly being cleared, which is fantastic. So those are some easy ways to use selenite for clearing. And like, that's probably one of the easiest ways to do yeah. it. Like I actually have one of these in my in my bedroom, but I just like have my little, my oh, little that, crystal oh, bracelets, like all hanging on yeah. it. Right. So it's, they're always being cleared. Um, and I just use it as like a little, a little bracelet holder. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So selenite is a really, really easy way to do it. Um, I will also say one of the main ways that I generally do crystal clearing is actually with sound. And I will say this is probably one of the second easiest ways and, and, and also one of the safest ways because, um, some of the, you know, like the water cleansing doesn't work for all crystals. And I, we're going to bring up a couple other ways that don't work for all crystals. So sound is really fantastic. Um, I have here a sound bowl. Yeah. This is actually a antique Tibetan, uh, sound bowl from, from Yael that I borrowed. Ooh. Um, I'm going to play it. Here we go. Yay. Mm. Right. I love it. Yeah, it's nice. Mm. So sound is a really fantastic way to, to cleanse crystals. And I also like this because there's science behind it, right? So when you're creating sound, you are literally creating sound waves. And those waves that we are hearing... It's literally just sound waves. And as they move through matter, it 
vibrates the matter that is around it. It's literally being created by vibration and sending those vibrations through the air particles and then through matter. So when you, you have your crystals, right, you are literally moving the molecules of the stones very slightly. We can't really tell, but they are moving. And as they then settle, they are recalibrated back to neutral. And I think this is a really great way to think of cleansing. It's not always like we're getting rid of like the dullness necessarily, although 100% they feel dull, that makes sense. But it's also, there's like, we're just recalibrating it back to neutrality. I love that we're just visual getting it back too. to Right. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, we're just, we're just resetting back to its own innate neutrality. That's it. And so I really love sound for that because it's actually physically happening and you can do this a few different ways. If you have a sound bowl, um, don't do this necessarily with crystal bowls because they're more delicate, but you can literally put your crystals like in the sound bowl. Right. And then then the sound is literally vibrating the crystals as they're in it, but you can also just put the sound bowl next to the crystals and hold it next to the crystals. And that's fine. And you don't need an antique Tibetan sound bowl to do this. You can literally use a spoon and a pot. (laughs) Doesn't have to like, you can use tinctures. Like you can make it, you can make it like beautifully ritualistic and, and like incorporate tools that have a lot of meaning imbued in them. And that's just going to like heighten everything and make it even more palpable, but more sacred. you don't necessarily need. Yeah, exactly. More sacred. I love that. But you don't need to necessarily go out and spend money to do it. You can just take a spoon and a pot and bang them together (laughs) safely. Um, And that's going to create the sound that you, that's going to reset the crystals back to neutrality. So I love like for but the crystals in my store, for instance, like I can't pick all of them up. Like there's too many on display. So I use Reiki, which we'll talk about in a second. And I use sound and it's just so much easier. I just walk around with a sound bowl. I hold them next to each table. I strike a certain amount of times. Usually I let my intuition pick how many times. A lot of times it's like seven, but you know, however, like pick a number that feels really good to you or that feels really like ritualistic to you. Uh, but it's just so easy and and it works for basically all the crystals because you're not exposing it to anything that's going to weaken the molecular bonds like water. So I also wanted to sound is fantastic. Yeah. And um going back to again our second episode, if you haven't listened to it, Jillian does a wonderful explanation. But essentially <laughs> all every single thing on this planet microscopically is vibrating. We each have our own Mm -hmm. vibrations. And as Jillian explained just a few minutes ago, in our body, (laughs) since we're not a stable thing like a crystal, our heart is vibrating Mm -hmm. at something different versus (laughs) our stomach versus, you know, our brain constantly vibrating. You can look up the science online. (laughs) But to think of the crystal, each crystal is vibrating at its own vibration, right? And mm-hmm. yep, its own dominant oscillatory rate. Exactly. Thank you for having the technical yeah. term. So <laughs> I'm like using my hands as like a visual, but then, you know, over time, whether it's they're surrounded by really negative energy or whatever it is, maybe it mm-hmm. just kind of either slows the vibe. We don't, I don't know, 
but slows the, the virus. It just gets, it gets off. Yeah. So it gets off. It whether, pulls it from its natural state. Right. So whether that's, it's vibrating slower maybe, or however that is, think of the sound waves coming in as Jillian said. So then you put any instrument, cause Jillian explained this in that first or second episode that our bodies will attune to the noise of that instrument. Other instruments will actually attune to the sound of that instrument. So mm-hmm. then you're, yes, it's the law, the law of entrainment, entrainment is what it's called. So yes. then you think this sound is basically this crystal starts to vibrate, to match that sound. Right. And then as Jillian explained it beautifully, it recalibrates the music stops and then it's able to recalibrate itself back to its original vibration. And the cool mm-hmm. thing about when you're cleansing your crystals energetically, whether it's sound, smoke, Whatever you're doing, if you're with the crystal while it's happening, you are also energetically cleansing yourself. So that's really going to help recalibrate you and get you back to your center and where you feel more grounded, more at home. So Mm -hmm. it's a really beautiful process. I think also, or I think (laughs) I do every time I'm doing my energetic cleansing of crystals, I end up doing the same with myself and I'll put the smoke around myself and say my own little mantra because we get out of, out of calibration a lot more easily mm-hmm. than crystals. So if mm-hmm. you, if you want, if you're very used to cleansing, do it for yourself. It doesn't necessarily need to be for the crystals. Maybe ha- you have a ritual where every full moon you get out your incense or you go lay in the dirt, <laughs> whatever works for you do that. Cause that's going to have such a profound effect on you. The crystals might not need it as often. Oh, you're so wise, Iris. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we were talking about those sound waves, right? So this then brings me to another way to cleanse, which is what we were started off this whole conversation on, which is which is moonlight uh, or yes. or sunlight. And so this is the same thing where instead of sound waves, it's light waves. So we have these natural, beautiful spatial, literally spatial bodies, uh, that are either producing or reflecting light. And those light waves are then passing through the crystal and maybe it's not as noticeable, right? But that's one of the reasons why crystals become warm in sunlight or we become warm in sunlight is literally the oscillatory rate raises and that creates warmth right? Because the molecules are moving more. Mm-hmm. That's why like when you're cold and you're like, Oh gosh, and you're like rubbing your hands together, you're creating friction, you're creating heat. You're right. So it's the same thing with crystals. Um, so some people do use sunlight or moonlight to, uh, harness the ritualistic process of that, but also, um, because scientifically we have light waves that are shifting, or I guess, recalibrating the oscillation of the molecules in the crystal. So that is another way to do it. I will have a big caveat to that in just a moment in terms of, um, not all crystals should be placed in the sun, but Real I quick, want to first, before we move yeah. on from the sun. Oh, I just, yeah, we still have one more. Okay. I was, on our list, we've got one more way to cleanse. Okay. I just wanted so, to talk about the sun reason? real quick because think Ooh, of it, it as as you, right? Like say you're stuck indoors for months. You're stuck in an office that's not as bright or a bedroom that's not as bright and you never get to see sunlight. Sad. How sad. 
So just like we need sunlight, like how invigorating and just like Jillian was saying, when you're cold, just to, even if you don't go outside, you go near a window and feel like I'm right now able to feel the sun. It just feels not only warm, but just, it's just this mm, feeling. And I, I never thought of the sound or the light waves. I personally had never really thought of that, but if you, it feels good for you. Your crystal's going to like it. You go out in nature, bring a crystal with you. Like that's their home. So they want to go too. go to the beach. I usually bring crystals when I'm in the summertime and I go to the beach. I'm like, I'm going to bring these crystals and let them be in the sand. Like, I don't know. So do the same for your crystal. Yeah. Help Earth them. away. They're helping you. So help them to feel happy too. <laughs> yeah. I know you're so funny. You're talking about the sun and I'm like, I think my crystals want to hide in a dark cave. <laughs> Uh, but the every crystal is different. Um, (laughs) I love your like, but there's, but there's a thing like, right. I mean, there's something about it. The reason why we have rainbows is because of light refraction, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I was a crystal, I'd want to be in the sun reflecting rainbows everywhere. Totally. Um, so the last way that I want to talk about, and again, I'm sure there's probably some that we're missing, although we tried to be thorough is energy cleansing. And this is one of the ways that I mentioned. So I personally use Reiki. If you, um, aren't trained in Reiki, that's totally fine because there's different energetic practices from every part of the world. Um, but this idea of energy cleansing, right? So even if you don't have sauna, if you don't have a pot and a spoon, if you are all alone with your crystals, if it is the new moon and there is no moon outside and there is no sun because it's nighttime, I don't know. You literally have none of these things. You can still cleanse your crystals with energetic intention. So that's that is always, always an option. You are more powerful than you realize. It's like we have these tools, yes. but really you are the power behind those tools. So if you don't have them, if you can't afford them, use your power because it's there, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. In every single one of us. (laughs) Believe it. (laughs) Believe it. Believe in yourself. (laughs) So yes. So go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, so I was going to say, so yes, energy cleansing is always an option. And I won't get into specifics because every single tradition is, is different, Mm -hmm. right? In, in Reiki, there are specific symbols that are utilized for different purposes. Um, but again, every single tradition is going to, to be completely different. So if there is one that you already feel connected to or that you have been trained in, then how can you use clearing spaces of people or clearing, sorry, the energy of people or clearing, um, spaces that same practice can be used for clearing crystals. It's just, you know, shifting the purpose and the intention. I feel like we should just touch on it just a smidge anyway. Yeah. Like, so it's not so vague. Um, I would just say like for my, for myself personally, when I am cleansing crystals with the incense, I'm not just using the incense. I've never done that. I always Mm -hmm. just, again, I feel like I never really realized intuitively knew that it was a conduit. Yeah. So it's like, I'm doing that, but I'm always talking to the crystals as Mm. well. And I have this mantra that I say, 
to the crystals. And it's basically having them release any energy that isn't theirs into the ground, into the earth. And so using the power of your voice, your voice is so powerful. That in itself is a vibration. It's also sound waves. Yes. It's sound waves. It's your sound waves. You're unique. No one else has your voice. So you, you're using your powerfully unique. You're the only one in the universe that has this voice. <laughs> Literally. There's actually fun stuff fun science. Um, so the way that we actually recognize voices is every single person has a quote unquote fingerprint of overtones and undertones that are produced when we create sound with our vocal cords. So that, and that's actually how we recognize voices. We don't even notice the overtones and undertones, but that's how we actually recognize them. So literally no one has your voice. It is completely unique, just like your fingerprints. I love that. So you using your, the power of your one in a life, once in a lifetime, literally any lifetime, (laughs) infinity, a one in a trillion infinity, one in a trillion infinity (laughs) voice, (laughs) that power to Mm -hmm. cleanse the crystals. So you don't need your smoke. You don't need your selenite. You can literally talk to the crystals and do it that way. So when we're talking mm-hmm. about energetically cleansing, using a mantra, whatever, so that I just kind of wanted to go into it a little Ooh, bit. Just, mantras. I love that. <sighs> yeah. 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 And yeah. And like, there's so many different traditions, follow your intuition, or if you have training and that what's, that's what feels right for you, then amazing. Yeah. But you know, Iris just talks and like magic happens. <laughs> And the same, and the same happens for you. Exactly. So you, it's not just me, each and every one of us power of our yeah. voice. All right. All right. So that was a lot of detail in different ways to cleanse. Now there's also this concept of cleansing versus charging. And I think differentiating that is, can be really helpful. Right. Um, because some people will use sunlight or moonlight to charge mm-hmm. instead of cleanse. Oh Yeah. Or to do both at the same time, right? Right. So we've kind of, we've talked about cleansing, right? So the idea with charging is, is what we've spoken about, I think in, in, in numerous episodes here, it's really, it's setting your intention with a crystal, right? Using your divine innate will to co-create with a specific stone. Um, and there's some stones that are, really well known for holding and amplifying intentions like clear quartz, but all crystals hold intention. And so it's kind of the same thing. Um, but so you can use a lot of these methods, right? The, the energy, instead of energy cleansing, you can, especially like we just talked about in our, in our crystal grid episode, a couple, a couple episodes back, um, charging your crystal grid with your intention, whether that's through visualization or, or talking, whatever feels right to you. Um, but a lot of people will also like to pair that with something, you know, with, with another tool, right? So like charging it in sunlight. I mean, can you imagine all of that magic that it's absorbing or charging things in, in moonlight? Um, all of these are really great ways to ritualistically pair uh, or imbue crystals with like added oomph mm-hmm. to whatever it is that you 
want to accomplish in partnership with that crystal. I also feel like for me, it's conversely, it's almost Mm -hmm. like, and here comes our different perspectives because I love that perspective, but my perspective is more each crystal, like Jillian's really, really, um, well-versed in explaining what each crystal itself does. Like we just talked about vanadinite, right? And so for me, when I think of, (laughs) when I think of, um, vanadinite or, or, uh, sorry, of charging, I think of that oomph, that power of the crystal itself. So mm. vanadinite, but making it feel more powerful or citrine mm. and really bringing out the power of the citrine. So for me, it's more of a waking up of the crystal because Ooh. the crystal is, crystals have been grown, like they've grown over, what is it? Billions of years. Jillian's more thousands, thousands to millions, thousands, millions, whatever. They're really old. (laughs) They're a lot older than we are. So if you think about that, for me, the way I feel about it is that sometimes they go to sleep. (laughs) They're tired. Mm. They've been around for just like a tree. A tree has been around for, you know, thousands, hundreds, some thousands of years. And so for them, time is a lot different than our perspective. So for me, I, uh, when I'm charging crystals, it's awakening the crystal. Like, wake up, Crystal. It's time to do a little work. Like, you're there, but let's let's waken up your little, I even say heart, even though they obviously don't have a heart. Like, waken your heart. Time to get up. <laughs> that's beautiful. So I think for me, that's from charging in that sense of like getting them to really work their magic in whatever their scope is already. Mm-hmm. And then that's why when we go back to our Crystal Gridding, same type thing. It's like doing a crystal cleanse of the crystals, but then charging them to like wake up their little magic, send it out to the universe and work for us <laughs> or with us. Not that's, for us. that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that image. Yeah. I'm going to ponder about that now. I'm going to think about that. <laughs> um, so methods for charging are in some ways similar to cleansing, right? Like, so intention, energy, Reiki. Um, I know I use again, Reiki, not just to cleanse, but also to charge all of the crystals that I offer to people, like, you know, just periodically. And then also before I send them out. Um, so that's something that I, I really love doing, right? Like speaking to the crystals and using Reiki to, yeah, I guess, I guess I just didn't really think about that to like wake them up and be like, Hey, you're going to these people. Like, let's, I can't like, I excited to see the things that you co-create yeah. and like, so yeah. So I use energy and Reiki and then people also will use sunlight or moonlight. So all of those are really great ways to quote unquote charge. Reignite. Reignite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I do want to then move on to the, um, caveats. I don't know if caveats the right word, but the, like more, the warning label, shall we say, Mm -hmm. right? Not like necessarily like scary warnings, but just not all ways or methods of cleansing and charging work for all stones because not all stones are made up of the same type of minerals and different minerals will react different ways to salt or to water or to sunlight. So that is something that you really do want to be aware of if you want to utilize any of these methods. So 
looking up if a stone is sensitive to water is probably like a good first a first check if you really want to use the water cleansing method. Um, a good rule of thumb is the Mohs hardness scale. So if it is seven and above on the Mohs hardness scale, then it is most likely um, going to be hard enough to not dissolve in water. And by dissolve, I don't mean necessarily it's going to disappear, but water, if it's softer than that over time, um, water could affect the, the molecular bonds, right? So like calcite is totally fine to put in water for like five to 10 minutes. It's fine. But if you leave it there for long periods of time, it'll start to soften and dissolve. You don't want that. Same thing with selenite, right? Selenite, like a little bit might be okay. Generally, it's best to avoid it. You don't want to leave selenite or salt-based crystals in um, humid rooms, for instance. So you just really want humid, to check the sense. The humid. <laughs> so like oh, you yeah. said, humid. I... In human rooms, oh, only the alien humid. ones. Humid. <laughs> humid with a D. Damp, damp yes. rooms. Um, a, a kind of a good rule of thumb is it. So if a, if a crystal ends in the word "ite," this is not always true, but if a crystal ends in the word "ite," it is most likely going to be too soft for water. Shatakite. This is not always true. Shatakite. Oh, yes. Because, okay. well, and Those it's also copper-based. <laughs> yes. But like angelite, celestite, vanadonite, any of the ites, this, again, this isn't always true, but it's a good way to remember. It's kind of like a nice little rule of a rule of thumb. Yeah, right? selenite, it's, obviously. Ite, it's probably softer on the Mozartness scale. Got it. Um, but things like quartz should be fine. Um, barrels, the barrel family should be fine. Those are like aquamarine. Those are great for water, right? Aquamarine, emeralds, that kind of thing. So just, just check before you start putting things in water, what the Mozartness scale is. And you can literally, that's like a super easy Google. Um, the next one is photosensitivity. Generally, again, it's not always a rule of thumb, but if a crystal is translucent, it is most likely photosensitive. So that means like your fluorites, you don't want to leave in sunlight because it will fade. Citrine will fade in the sunlight. Smoky quartz can fade in the sunlight. So I you feel like generally another thing has, you just want to check. Yeah, if it has color and it's translucent and you don't want the color to fade, then and it's not like you're going to, just like with water, it's not like if you put it in the sun for a little bit, take it back out. That's fine. But if you leave it all day in bright sunlight, it will start to fade. Right. So it's like, just, it's not like, that. oh, I have to keep it in the dark. Although there are some crystals where I recommend like kunzite, keep hygiers yeah. in the dark, unless you're like playing with it. Um, mm -hmm. Vivianite. Vivianite mm. is one that will turn, it's a beautiful alien green. So of course I love it. But mm. if you have it in the sunlight, it'll end up turning eventually like black and it won't have that beautiful vibrant green. So vanadonite mm -hmm. is another one that is not translucent, but is actually photosensitive. It can turn okay. from its brilliant red to a duller, like orangey brown. Every time you say photosensitive, I'm like, no paparazzi. <laughs> Photos. I'm sensitive to photos. <laughs> so, so again, this is not a thing that usually you can do a bit of a Google. This is actually going to be an entire section of my book of like mm. taking care of your crystals. So, so forthcoming in spring of 2024. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, so if you're listening to this after that, I know, then my, my book will be out. Um, 
It'll be called The Crystal Collector. Ooh. It has a title, even if it's not written yet. So, but just, just check again. And if you're not, if you aren't sure, then don't use that method. Right. Right. If you're not, if you're not able to take the time to like Google or whatever, then yeah, just forego that method just in case. Um, other ones that are water sensitive are copper based stones, um, or stones that have natural iron in them, such as pyrite, for instance. I, I mean, it's got the ite already, but if it has copper or iron, then they can oxidize in water and you don't want that to happen either because then it doesn't look as pretty. It's not good for the stone. Yeah. Not good for you. So these are just like things to keep in mind. So, which is why I generally just stay away from all those methods and I stick to sound <laughs> and energy. Keep it so easy. If you don't know, just use a different method. Yeah. Or if it's super dusty, um, like for me, any quartz family, I'm like with my amethyst cluster that is my great grandmother's, like I'll put it under the sink and just scrub it with a scrub brush because it's fine. Mm, but yes, you can use the little air compressor, which Jillian, would you like to show? Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's so cute. She's such a good yeah, teacher. So let's, I know. So let's, so yeah, so we'll move on to our next, our, our next topic, which is physically cleaning your stones. Oh, I will say really quickly. So ways that are typically safe for all your stones are selenite, smoke, sound, energy, and maybe earth, but maybe not so much earth, but like kind of earth. Cause then it gets dirty and then you got to clean it physically too. So something to keep in mind. All right. So physically cleaning your stones, water is fine for Mo's seven and up, unless it has things in it that are going to oxidize. Um, so you can always use that to physically clean. Right. Um, and some of the stones also like calcite, for instance, again, it's fine to have in water for short periods of time. You just don't want to leave it in water. So, uh, so water is a good way to physically clean a lot of stones, but not softer stones. Um, I would say maybe like five and below don't use water is a good rule of thumb. Just don't do it. I would say like six, six and up should be fine. Um, <laughs> So yeah. So how else do you clean them? You can use dusters, guys. Yeah. Dusters work really well. They're fun too. Um, now if they have lots of like geoding or it's a cluster that's really delicate and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't trust myself to actually dust this thing. I have an example here, electronic dusters. So electronic dusters, they have like the little, it's like basically pressurized air it's compressed gas and it has like a little nozzle. And sometimes it comes with like a little long, looks like a coffee straw. It probably is a coffee straw that like sticks in it and it like blows air. Like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so that's the pressurized air is actually a really, really great way to physically dust your crystals. Now that being said, pressurized air can add up quickly and it's not, you know, it's a lot of cans not always like the best for the environment. So the other thing you can use is, which I will try to find and link, I have one in the store, um, are small, there's, there's some small handheld vacuums that actually have a, have an opposite like toggle. So it blows air instead of sucks air. And that is another thing that you could use. So I, I'll try to find like a nice, like a, a good one and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes here. Um, cause I know I've, we've got, I've gotten one at some point. So I've got one kicking around somewhere. Um, so that's actually one that you can use. And that's just usually like I'd say either batteries or 
the one we have is, is rechargeable. So it's probably less pressure because there are going to be some clusters that you shouldn't be putting in water, you know, but you don't want to use the air compressor on because it might just blow off a part of the (laughs) the cluster with its oomph. So I would say be, be a little, I haven't had a problem with that. Oh, good. Yeah. Cause it's not like a tornado's worth of like air pressure. It's just like, yeah, I guess that's true. It's just for the dust. Okay. We're fine then. And then to prevent yeah. that, just put it in like those super clustery ones. I'm not thinking of quartz. I'm thinking, I'm like envisioning like a botroidal something. I don't even know what in my head, mm. but like. It still works. It still it's works. fine. You've done it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to me to start down the rabbit hole of like, oh no, I poor crystals. I don't want to break them. Okay. So far they've, I mean, so far they've been fine. Okay. I've used them on plenty of like softer copper stones and they've been, oh, perfect. Okay, they've cool. been fine. Um, okay. So that, those are different ways to physically clean your stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, what you mentioned before, if they're really dirty, like sometimes, and it, it's hard enough on the most scale, like quartz sometimes, yeah, a toothbrush and some water can really do the trick. Yeah. I've gotten some, Just, like a massive shipment, um, of Namibian rose quartz that, uh, well, we have to clear, we have, we've got to clean a lot of, yeah, that was like yeah. super dirty where I'm like scrubbing, yeah. but yeah, typically yeah. you guys aren't going to have to do that. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> we do, we do that for you most of the time. Uh, okay. So we're almost towards the end of our episode. I do want to talk a little bit about not necessarily cleansing stones, but which stones and formations are actually best for cleansing ourselves, like our own energy fields and our sacred spaces. If we are like creating a sacred space as well as our homes or, or offices or wherever you want to want to place crystals. Cause I think that's another thing that that can be really helpful, mm-hmm. right? If you already have crystals that are geared towards cleansing in your space, then you probably have to do less clearing and cleansing in yourself general, because yeah. you've got, you've got a partner who's doing the work half the time anyways. Yes. Unconsciously. Which so, awesome. um, the first one I'm going to bring up is of course, selenite. So selenite. the gypsum family, it's I'll show it again. Looks like this. Sometimes you can get like giant towers that are like the size of your torso or like giant logs and you put them in your fake fireplace. That's another fun Another fun or way to do it. Or even. Um, ooh. Yeah. So that's perfect for like, <laughs> especially if you're doing like ritual, creating sacred space. Um, describe what you just Oh, showed. sorry. Yeah. Uh, I held up a selenite um, sword or knife or what's the other terms people use? This is a carved, obviously carved. Dagger. Dagger. That's the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's selenite comes because it is so malleable, comes in so many different shapes. There's hearts, there's spheres, mm-hmm. there's wands. 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 Oh yeah. Wands. wands. There's so many cool mm-hmm. carvings and shapes, skulls. So selenite, you can find in whatever appeals to you and then just have mm-hmm. that. So whether you just have it in your space or whether it's more like a handheld tool that you are using to create sacred space, either way, selenite slash gypsum family are going to be probably the most easily accessible and easiest stones for clearing. Um, another thing that I do is you can get like little, little tiny ones that are polished or unpolished. And I actually have them over 
the, the lintel of the door. So I have that at my store. So you can't even see it. But when people come in, like they're literally passing through like a little selenite barrier that I've created. Yeah. They've got to like, (laughs) their energy is cleared as they're walking, as they're walking in or like setting it, you know, if you've got like a tower or a bigger piece, setting it by the front door on, you know, the little entryway table. Right. So it's just, as people come in, it's automatically just being cleared before it even comes into your space. So that's kind of a nice little easy easy way to do it. Right. And then you just like check in every once in a while. So selenite again, doesn't selenite's a great example. It doesn't ever need to be cleared, but sometimes it can get a little bit dull or overworked. And so giving it a little bit of the charge, right. Re- reawakening it, as Iris said, um, you know, that's all you really need to do for selenite. A couple other stones that are really great that are also for clearing your spaces, um, are salt-based as well. Generally, it's the salt-based stones that you're looking for. Um, One of them is halite. This is a great example of a beautiful halite cluster that at one point in time used to be pink and I left it in the window and it faded. So now it's like barely pink. And that's halite versus halite. So H-A-L-I-T-E, just for those listening, just in case they didn't hear correctly. Wow. That's a biggie, Is but it? yeah, yes. how funny it went white. I know. Mm. So, I mean, it's like the softest amount of pink. You kind of see it more on the back. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Okay. But yeah, this used to be like dark pink. Aww. So don't leave it in, don't the, sun, leave it in the sun. Um, it's another one that is not good in rooms that are moist, mm. like the bathroom, the water. Um, because it starts to smell, it starts to disintegrate really quickly. It gets really soft. It also starts to smell fishy if it's in a, a, a moist room. So just make sure it's in a nice and dry room. Because but it's found. It is um, in like dried out like Yeah, beds, same with um, the next one you're going to say too. Hanksite. Oh, I love Hanksite. I love how Hanksite forms. Sorry, go ahead. How does it form? Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I feel like it's like a, like almost like a diamond shape. It's like this, mm. like this. From what I remember, I haven't had it in the shop in years. I had a personal yeah. one that I released and now I had a personal like, one that I don't even, I don't even know where it went. Let's Google, but I need another one. <laughs> anyway. But basically, yeah, they're, they're salt-based stones that form from dried up lake beds or, you know, ocean beds or sea beds. Um, so again, we have that like natural purifying property of, of salt, but it's crystallized. Cause if you actually look at salt underneath the microscope, it is, it is a crystal. So these are just kind of like salt cousins, but bigger. So, I mean, you can really see the, for those of you on YouTube, you can really see those like beautiful. I love those cubic formations. Right. I know. Um, So all of those are going to be really fantastic for just naturally clearing your space at all times. So they're nice to have. Can we talk about an unsung hero in that department? Yes. I feel like this one. I have no idea what you're going to say. Huh? I have no idea what you're going to say. I feel like this is one that not very many people know about, but it does cleanse the energy in space, which I believe it also forms at the bottom of lake beds. It is a stinky crystal and it is a very vibrant crystal. Once I say it, you're like, oh my gosh, duh. No, no. Like a stinky, besides, besides. Smells like rotten eggs, but it also comes. Oh, sulfur? Yes. 
So sulfur is also very good at cleansing the energy of people, of spaces, of yourself. Mm. And so it's one that I really recommend for people have sulfur quartz because it doesn't stink. Mm. So, it's less, it's less. Yeah, yeah. So sulfur, when it's raw, it's a super vibrant neon yellow, but it stinks and it's crumbly. Yeah. So yeah. I love sulfur quartz because that you get that neon yellow, you get all the properties, they're amplified by the quartz. And then it's just, it's not stinky and it's more sturdy and hardy, but I always recommend that mm-hmm. for people to take to work if they have a toxic work environment mm. to just... Mm-hmm. Let's cleanse that energy. Yeah. So that's like, I feel like the little unsung hero we always forget. I think because we don't see it very often. We yeah. I think the last it. time I had it was, oh God, it must have, I mean, it must have been like 2019 or 2020 was the last time that I had. Yeah. I had that on the lifestyle table. So if you have one at home, I mean, it's also good for other things. Like I think it's a stone of personal, personal empowerment, but mm-hmm. I always recommend it for the energetic cleansing. But when it comes to formations, my little example here, it happens to be selenite, but it's the formation that I'm talking about, which is, um, daggers, knives, um, as well as if you are looking for a natural form of a, of a crystal, that's like a knife, which is, um, laser formation. So both of these, this Mm. one's a small one, so I don't know. Laser is when um, a crystal's wider at the base and then tapers towards the tip to be thinner. So that's a laser formation. And then knife or dagger um, is a polished Mm. formation or a carved formation. But they're both really good for cutting energetic cords or karmic ties, which doesn't really apply, but they're crystals of protection because, I mean, look at them. So they're going to be very protective energy. If you have, like, negative energy coming your way, you can kind of be like, "Uh, let's cut that. Nope. It can go back to you and then just point it back to them. (laughs) Just imagining people now being, like, in their office, like... Cut that energy and then send it back to you. She's she's waving the dagger around in front of her. Is what's happening? Watch this on YouTube. It'll it'll give you a better visual. Um, and then it literally does that. It cuts through negativity, allowing for a positive flow of life force energy. So it's going to really help with any negative vibes and clearing that. The other one that I have. Um, because when it comes to cleansing crystals, not necessarily, I mean, I guess you could direct, I don't know. I'm thinking more of like energy, cleansing energy of self and space than like yeah. crystal cleansing. Um, I couldn't find yeah. a really good example, but um, Druzy. Yeah, I guess this one's working. Mm. This is a cute mm-hmm. red and black hematite Druzy point. Um, but Druzy mm-hmm. crystals, because of all their little points all over, they radiate a lot of positive energy. Just like you think of each of these little points. Pew, pew, yeah, pew, exactly. Pew, like pew, pew, pew. little explosions of good energy. <laughs> so Druzy is good. And for that same reason, um, clusters are good. Mm-hmm. So this is yes. a Himalayan quartz cluster. But because you have all those points, it's just radiating the good energy. So like Jillian was saying, mm-hmm. if you are surrounded by crystals like in these, ah, this is my Himalayan. You're just pinky, right? Is it a pink one? I, yeah. Yeah. Mine's somebody. Yeah. So twinning. But if you're, <laughs> if you have crystal clusters, they're going to really, really good about um, bringing in that positive energy and radiating positive energy. So because of that, you won't have to cleanse your crystals as often or yourself as, as often. Um, another good one 
is I would say most likely like a clear quartz sphere, but spheres because they radiate their energy in all directions. So they're good for having good energy throughout your space. Oh, I'm like a selenite sphere. Yeah. I, yeah, I should have brought that. Yeah. This is a lipidolite, but of course, mm. it's not about lipidolite. Um, another mm-hmm. good one for cleansing your own energy. It's a crystal of purification, cleansing and healing um, is hydrothermal etched, which I don't have an example right now in front of me. I couldn't find one before. Um, oh, I've got you one. got one. Okay. I mean, technically, technically it's ice etched. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, I did find one. Oh, yeah, towards the bottom, looks like. This one mm-hmm. is, um, I forgot, I found one that had a hole in it. I did bring one. Mm-hmm. So this has been like etched by stone. water. But think of water. You, you can use water to cleanse crystals. Um, so the hydrothermal etch crystals, they have etchings, carvings. Like this one has a hole because of the water. Um, those are going to... Basically, they've been cleansed by the water, so they're going to help you do the same. And then my last one is golden healer quartz. Mm, so positive. I don't know. The sun's like kind of... <laughs> it's illuminating. It looks <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. So golden healer quartz is when iron is included within the quartz. A lot of people call iron stained quartz golden healers. Those are two separate things. Um, it's when the iron is actually included in the crystal. It basically think of it as the sunshine and it basically just clears through. It's very healing, but also clears through each of your chakras and just radiates that good energy through your body. So those are all, um, good crystals slash formations that are good for energy cleansing in general. So those are my recommendations. Yeah, I think I think this this was it's a good one. I mean, we were loopy. We were loopy as hell, but yeah, um, we were still great. very thorough. We were thorough and we're loopy. We're like, oh, this will be a fun short episode. Sorry, guys. No, or of yay, course not. Guys, hopefully you're enjoying it. Yay! <laughs> Just details for everybody. Yeah, this is fun. So if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. I would also really love to know how you like to cleanse your crystals. So, um, you know, whether you DM us or, or, or tag us, right. Share stories and tag us and we can, we can share yours of the ways that you like to cleanse your crystals. Like let's, let's see see that. that. Tag us. And I feel like if you're going to give us a compliment or like say how much you love the episode, Put it on one of our posts so that other people see that haven't um, actually listened to our podcast yet because we've lately been getting DMs, I mean, you, which is so nice. We think, I mean, I appreciate it. The DMs are great yeah. because then we just share them in our stories. Yeah, that's true. However you want to compliment good, us, yeah. I will we'll t- I will accept it and thank we'll you. We'll take it. <laughs> but also if you could do so as a review on the podcast itself. So whatever player be you're listening incredible. on, whether it's at your Apple Podcasts, iTunes, your Spotify, your yes. Pandora, whatever you're listening to, please rate us. And then we would love to hear any yes. um, reviews as well. And that helps us. It just helps us get seen and then more people listen to us, which is always nice. Yeah. Uh, but we do really want to see how you, how you cleanse your crystals. Cause especially I think a lot of you listening now, maybe you already have a method and maybe this gave you more ideas or, or maybe you now are like, Oh, I'm going to infuse this extra intentionality into it. How I'm just, I'm just really curious. And I think it's really exciting when people get to share 
how they each do something. Cause it just gives permission for other people to do what they like to 100%. do. hundred percent. Right? So it just, we're just giving ourselves permission and celebrating all the different ways that we get to use our Exactly. Because just as each of us are unique, the ways in which we cleanse crystals will be unique. And just because (laughs) I don't use moonlight doesn't mean everyone else shouldn't like by all means, we want to see it. I want to see how you lay out your crystals. If all of your crystals fit in a wheelbarrow, I would love to see that. (laughs) I would love to see that. If you bring them all out in your yard, I want to see that. So please take yeah. photos, tag us. We'll share it. <laughs> Give everyone a little smile for the day. Yes. So thank you all. Um, if you don't follow us on Instagram or we, we have a TikTok, right? Oh yeah, we do have TikTok and we have TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. I think that's it. Yeah. We're not on Twitter yet. We're not on Twitter. Well, I mean, Twitter right now is kind of a dumpster fire. So maybe we'll, I think we're okay, we'll, with just, we're okay with that. Anyways, we're okay with that. So, um, anyways, we would love to connect with you there. Um, and we hope that you enjoyed this informative yet silly, potentially loopy, <laughs> silly <laughs> episode. I know my, I, I felt my caffeine kick in about like halfway through. So feel like I've been a little loopy for the past few days, so it's okay. But in any event, thank you I for know. being here. Thank you for listening. We hope you had fun and we look forward to the next one. We hope you are. Yes, we'll see you all in a couple weeks. All right. Have Thanks, a beautiful friends. day. This concludes another episode of Crystallizing Conversations. We are so grateful for every moment you spend with us, whether that's listening in or connecting with like-minded friends in the crystallizing community. To find out how to join, visit us at crystallizingconversations.com, where you can also explore our memberships, which gives you access to bonus episodes, astrological forecasts, behind-the-scenes content, live Q&As, meetups, and more. If this episode resonated with you, you can deepen your exploration through our embodiment journeys, ranging from mini courses to guided meditations to applied practices, all curated to support your embodiment and integration of each episode's topic. Remember, every time you choose to heal and grow, the collective heals and grows with you. Thank you for crystallizing with us.